Amplifying Voices from Development Perspectives and Field Fisher. Welcome to the fifth episode in our Amplifying Voices podcast series. In this episode, Okaila speaks about her life as a child growing up in Palestine and of the obstacles facing stateless people in regards to accessing education, securing employment and having a secure family life. She ends the podcast by offering words of inspiration and hope for all people who are facing adversity in their daily lives. Oh, Kyla, you're very welcome to the Amplifying Voices podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're delighted to have you um, in this podcast. Um, so your story is um, extremely inspiring and we're looking forward to hear all, all the details about it. So um, just to start, um, I'd like to ask, um, what, where, where is uh, the start of your story? So if you want to tell us about what you want to share today. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm happy to be here with you. And uh, uh, nice to share my story also, and as to uh, also to share some hint that facing some people from my group or from different other group that maybe it will add some kind of encouragement that uh, or kind of uh, uh, of, uh, of having uh, such challenges that it, we can go through. Uh, anyway, uh, my story starts uh, since I was a child, since as, uh, as a child of five, uh, since I was a child, uh, I used to hear that we are from such a group, we are Palestinian, we cannot do this, we cannot do that, we cannot travel that place, or we can do that, or we cannot do this, that we have limitation of everything. This is what I used to hear, and we used to hear that we, we are uh, such, uh, going through such challenge, that because we are stateless anyway, or we have a, a subject with the, our kind of passport we are carrying, we might cannot do some uh, things that the people can do. Since I was a child, I used to hear some stories from some people, from uh, people around, surrounding my, my family, people who was visiting us from the same group, that we cannot do this, no, no, this is not for us. So my mom used to tell me, this is not true, never believe. When I, after hearing those stories from them or that, especially when my father talking with some men around him because they are working in such difficult times in that, in, in the beginning after the war. So uh, my mom used to tell me, never believe of this. If you want something, you can achieve it. Just work for it. But it's the start since I was a child, really. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. So I, I'm... I'm I'd like to know what happens next. So you mentioned that since your childhood, you've been hearing uh, people that are very close to you and your family, perhaps uh, mentioning that are limitation things that you weren't able to do just because of perhaps uh, the place you were born or the nationality. The nationality, yeah, so, the nationality. Yes, and also the type of uh, of uh, of life we went through because uh, in some countries there is some limitation to do things so uh, i used to tell myself and to uh, 
to dream. I used to dream. I am a dream person, and I believe until today. So, so I've grown up, but if you open my heart, you will find a child still living there, still wanting things like any other child. But this is the point. I think it uh, comes from the personality. Some people, when they went through some challenges or the limitations they are facing, they might say, no, I cannot do it, or I will just go that way because this is, this is what I can get. But if you just make your dream big enough and also believe of yourself and believe that what can stop me? What can stop me if I want something? Thank you, Kyla. The phrase you mentioned, being stateless. You are not from one country, but you're from all countries. Very interesting to hear that perspective, how, how having that perspective impacted on the dreams you really had. So you described a lot of the challenges that you had during the childhood and, and how these were influenced by the people, how, how people close to you were perhaps sharing their perspective. But I just want to know what were the challenges that you faced growing up? So more into your adulthood. Yes. Oh, yeah. The challenges are so many. And uh, life is not an easy game, actually. Life is something, um, it has a part that is full of pain. and But that pain is temporary. And uh, I believe that whatever pain or challenges we went through, it will go and something good will happen after it. And this is exactly uh, what I have faced when I started my academic life. After the high school, I was really one of the youngest uh, high school girls. And in my high school, I studied very hard to get very high marks because I know as a Palestinian and or stateless, one of the conditions to get in the university is to have from 95% and above to be able to get a chair. Otherwise, uh, you, will, you will find any other country or find any way. But I'm talking about the local universities and they have such good local universities. And my mom and my family, they wanted me to study in, in, around them, you know. At the beginning, uh, I, I, I was told that medicine, it will not be one of those goals. I mean, remove it from your mind, remove it from your dream, remove it from your goals because it will not happen. It's not possible. Uh, there is some information that uh, whatever uh, mark you will get, you will not be able to get uh, to study medicine or something around medicine, around medicine. So I went, I did some search and um, until I knew that there is some subject that related to medicine, but it's still open for non-national. I mean, non-national means none like us, like me, foreigners, not from the country, although I was born there. But because I was born there, there's some specific condition. I found it. My mom told me, I don't know, I'm not sure, but I told her I read it and I will work on that. So I studied very, very hard. I became very thin because I was studying in the store and the store wasn't, uh, you know, the, the weather in Saudi Arabia is very hot. So I studied in the store because I told you I, I told you I have a family and I was sharing the room with my two brothers. But I was able to achieve my goal and I got high score in the school, in the high school. 
when I applied it, uh, through the university, uh, I was told the same that, uh, you know, uh, there is many colleges, uh, but not the medicine, not paramedical. I wanted paramedical, actually, uh, not one of them. I didn't stop. I wrote for the higher education. I still keep littering them, sending. My mom was supporting me because she had a very good experience with the you know, she's working in the, uh, in the education level, in the Ministry of Education. So we were writing letters for them. Why not? Uh, I have high score. I was told, no, 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 no. But I still have the dream. And I told mama I will get it. She said, no worries, mommy. There is a lot of good colleges and uh, it's not mandatory. Any, it's not only medicine or paramedicine, unless you want to travel abroad. My father against traveling abroad, which was not safe in that days, in my days. Uh, for a girl in my age, because I was only 16, I wasn't uh, 18. I, I, I went through uh, the school very early because uh, I started my, uh, my school in the age of five. Whatever, um, in that, that day, I received, I received wonderful news that I was accepted in the um, medicine and medical college. Uh, then I told my father, you see, you never say no or not possible. We just, we need to submit. He said, no, remove your paper from that college because you will not be taken. I told him, no, I will keep it as my first choice. And I will put the other things the second and third. And I got it. And this is the first challenge I went through that uh, I challenged myself and I challenged the, even the conditions and the laws and the regulations. Sometimes you need to challenge them. You need to work on them. So this was the first challenge and I went through. But after I graduated from the college, after five years of, of, of studying, uh, there is no jobs for my nationality, uh, only for nationals, the same way. So I heard about American company and um, that uh, it's accepting from every nationality. Then um, I told my father, my father, take me by car because there is no any other transportation that's in the, the far city called Dharan. They said, they will not take you. You are young. They are taking Canadian and American, but they are old, matured, 40 and above. I didn't believe. I don't know. I didn't believe. But I did my dream. All other colleagues also, they said the same. But I said, why not to try? I carried my paper and I took the bus. Uh, this is not for us, it's for patients. They are taking ba their patients, those people who's working that Aramco oil company, they have a specific bus. So I went through with the patient bus, sitting there in the back in the truck. And I carried my file and I went in. The, uh, the, 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 the people in HR department, they asked me, what you want? I told him, I want to apply for the job. He looked at my agent, he looked at my face, uh, full of energy and smiling <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he took me to the admin, uh, the manager, or the they call it director of uh, medical services called. Uh, uh, there's a guy, Al Gamdi, Saudi, very gentleman, very handsome also, <laughs> and young. When he looked at to my face and he told me, "Are you coming to apply? Uh, do you know that there's the Saudis and American Canadian? You know that?" I told him, "No, I want to try. I want to apply because." Uh, uh, I, I got A's in all subjects. I did my internship in uh, one of the best hospitals. And immediately he put my name in the interview list. But this is the second challenge. It's about the job. Starting from the high school, and I went through it because 
I decided to apply, although there is no, no, it's not allowed for uh, my nationality, but suddenly when, you know how luck will come when you try. You cannot be lucky if you didn't try. The same way with the job. They are already, they have their own citizens, but they said, beautiful to have multinational and they want it from other countries and they know that the Mediterranean are energic so the manager told them the HR interview her see if she's uh, she's good when they interviewed me and they found me full of energy and uh, smiley person they said wow it's a beautiful medical dietitian and young so we want young blood young people so the third challenge I'm talking about the most important challenges is when my father, the first challenge and the second, now the third, when my father passed away. And in Saudi Arabia, the man is the sponsor of the family, you know, the residency and everything. And um, it was a sad day. Uh, I'm lucky that I have a job, even if I am young. I, I was just 25 and uh, I am in the, in the field. So I, I was able with, the, my mom was working also but she's about to retire. So I was, I put all my money for them. I didn't hide anything. And, um, you know, some people will tell you around you, especially the colleague and the young, uh, the young people of our friends, keep some money for you. It's your right. And especially my mom, she said, mommy, don't put your, or your salary for us. Uh, keep something for you. I told them, uh, no, uh, uh, I didn't care about the money. I'm not in, the, in this earth for money. Actually, I came for life. I'm happy. I love my job as a dietitian, medical dietitian. Uh, I'm learning. I'm enjoying with the friends. I'm taking my coffee with them. So wh why I will store the money? It's not about storing the money, about using them. So I spend uh, a lot of money, most of my salary. You can say almost all of it for the, the first four years. It's just actually my first four years in the, in the job to, for my brother's education because after that, education became very hard for the stateless people like us. Um, uh, you know, for other nationality, if you, after they reach the high school, you will go back to your country and you will study. Like Egyptian will go to Egypt, Syrian will go to Syria, Jordanian, Canadian, American. We have Indian, Pakistan, everybody will go his country. But for us, we haven't a country to go to go to, to go to. This is one of our veins, you know. This is this is the vein that you haven't a country to go through in the summer or to to study or to build a house. We never had a house, you know, or a place to go like when when the people working in the summer, they will carry themselves and they will book tickets and they will go back to their countries. We never had this experience, but instead my father, that's why I, I gave all my money for my family because my father, he used to take us to different countries. But that's why I believe that this kind of, of life gave us the, the, uh, the privilege. Yani, you know, they are lucky to have a country to go and they have uncles and family to visit. But on the other hand, if you look at to the positive part that because we haven't a country to go to, because it's a close, we are not allowed to enter. You know, when Israelians took the land, they closed the borders in front, of, in front of our faces. They opened the country for any other nationality, but not the, the native, the, the native or the owner of the land.
you know, it's a conflict. It's a complicated mm -hmm. conflict. Yes. Political yeah. issue. Yeah. But that's why this is one of the challenges. But the biggest challenge, actually, when I get married, all those challenges, nothing. And I went through them and I was able to, to achieve my dream, although it's a little bit hard, but I was able to get something. But when I got married, it was the worst day in my life. I didn't experience the, the, the marriage as it is. Jenny. Marriage is the two persons together. No, I was in a country and he was in another country because that country that he, I don't want to say names because it, this is very political. Uh, that country refused my residency. They don't want me to take me because I have a document. I am a, a traveler uh, document. Uh, so um, a stateless person. So I have, I have to stay in that place. So uh, the only way to do, to be together is to, you know, to leave my job, which the job I loved, the job I gave my energy and a job I was dream of. Finally, I was illegally stayed in his country where he's resident actually. And we had four years of pain because I stayed illegally. That means no health card, no life, nothing, no job even. But I left that beautiful job just to be with him. I left everything there, my family, just to be with him. And I followed him where I didn't find anything. Uh, he didn't give me residency. He didn't give me anything. He was uh, trying, but uh, there is some people in this life made, uh, they are thinking that this is what I got. This is what I have. Take it or leave it, you know? So uh, I, I agreed in the beginning to leave everything behind me just to be, because I don't want to get older without uh, having children. I love children. I want to raise children. So I decided to leave everything behind me and follow him. So I followed him in that second country, uh, GCC country also, another GCC country. But because I was born in different uh, environment and he's from different environments, but at the end we couldn't make it in the beginning. But after that, I tolerate everything again and again and I adjust myself. Then I stand up, I went one time to the sea. I stand up in front of the sea. It was uh, the uh, Indian Sea, uh, there in the ocean. I told myself, stand up. Don't let them break you. Stand up again. Where are you now? What are you doing? You are living from this salary, the small salary, and that's in, in, a, in a flat with two rooms, and that's it? This is your life. What are you doing? So I told him, look, I want to do master. I want to travel to America. I want to immigrant. I cannot stay in this way in this country. And this is exactly, I applied to the master's degree. And I found a beautiful, lovely program in Boston that's matching with my experience. And because in that time, I was planning for something different. I, I am a medical dietitian, licensed, medically licensed. Uh, I am doctor in nutrition therapy, five years. Not only uh, you can say with, with honor, but uh, I decided to study public health nutrition to go for different level and different experience. And he told me, what are you talking about? From where the money? I told him, I save some money and I will work. So I took my first child, May, and she was premature because I was under stress. 
I miss, I lost a lot of, I have a, a lot of miscarriages because really it was a stress for life. He's in a country, I'm in another country. We, we are meeting each other one month, every five, six months and separated again. I lost my job. I left my family. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in the country with illegal position. So mm. what is this life? Yeah. So yeah. from there, this is the, was the last challenge. Thank you, Okaila. Hearing your challenges has been really powerful. Um, I feel you started this conversation by sharing your perspective as Palestinian, but um, I, I think sharing your also your your perspective of being a mom, being a woman, has been really inspiring. And um, I feel the message that you're giving of um, how decisions that you take and the strength that you also have um, ha have a role to play and the lack that you will have um, yes. and the lack you're describing yes. that you had throughout your journey. Yes. So I, I yes. feel this is such an important message for the people that are listening to this podcast, how you can also craft your luck. And I, yes. I just like to ask, is there anything... Uh, else another message that you feel you want to share with the people listening to the podcast um, so just you know a, a message um, that you learned of having experienced all these situations my message all the people are good but just focus on the positive part let the negative part in, in the side don't you don't, do, don't deal with it like for example my husband as me I'm sure that I have also some negative things. Like sometimes I get hyper, I get negative, or sometimes I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I have also my negative things. So I sit with my husband. I told him, look, let us work together on the positive things in each other. I don't want to break the family. I want to keep you as a father of my girls. And I want, look at now, 20 years past, I have wonderful queens, three girls, all of them. The first one is nuclear engineer. The second one is the scholarship in the BCU. And the third also, she got wonderful uh, scholarship because, uh, you know, scholarship was impossible here because here uh, they applied and they waited. Then the, the first year, the first one, they didn't get it. I told her the same way. Wait, mama, you will get it, but keep trying. Keep looking to the things that they need. Collect the point they want. Work yes. on, the, on something. Build a goal. The relationship as well, the same way. Like I have different nationality around me. I have so many nationality in Ireland. I did the same. I look at to the Irish people, what the good thing about them. Okay, I will work on that. I will show them also the party when they need and they want. No need for them to see everything about me. Be yourself, but at the same way, be diplomatic. Open your mind for other culture. Smile all the time. Be positive most of the time. Look, if I want to tell you about the painful story and the dice I cried alone, and uh, I don't want to tell my pain to my mom. I'm always, when I'm calling my mom, she will hear this voice. I'm happy, mama. Everything is perfect. Everything is good. I'm handling things. Mommy, are you okay? Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Why I will my mom a pain, additional pain, let her find the positive part, even supporting her in other ways. And I'm not losing anything by doing the good thing. The same way with my friend. I will choose only one person to tell them, to tell her, 
my secrets or my things or my pain. And with the time, with the time, you will learn that pain is only a journey and it will go. The good things is coming after the pain. We are as a human, we have a, a line between us. We have a connection. Just be positive and smile all the time. Try to go through your challenge easily and believe of yourself and say that it's only a journey and it will end. No journey will stay forever. Thank you, Okaila. I'm going yes. to thank you for your time. Uh, it's been wonderful to hear yes. your experience firsthand, um, how much you've learned, um, how much wonderful messages you shared with us today. So thank you again for participating in our podcast today. And I wish you a lovely rest of the day. Same to you. Same to you. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed also talking to you. I love your questions. I, um, I wish I will meet you again for another podcasting. I like it. Thank you for listening. In our next podcast, Russia will share her story of the circumstances that forced her to leave Syria. See you at the next time. Amplifying voices from development perspectives and Field Fisher.